Welcome to episode 23. Frosty is here. I am Timmy Johnson, and this is the Dudes Abide. And joining me, as always, is fellow dude, Ryan Anderson. Ryan, what's up? Hola, amiga. Mi amigos. I feel right now mm-hmm. that I'm going to act like a Somali pirate, and I am hijacking this protest. Really? Normally, we would do the dude of the week at the end of the episode. I yes. say, the hell with that this week. We're doing oh, it sure. right now. All right. I have not told you. I've told you I had the dude of the week. Yes. But I have not told you who it is. No, I did not get told and that information. This needs to be done early in the podcast this week. Okay. So screw your rules and your format. <laughs> We're doing it now. All right. <laughs> Timmy Johnson, mm-hmm. what was this past Tuesday? Tuesday, March the 6th. Do you know what date that is? Oh, that was the uh, anniversary of the Big Lebowski. You're damn right, sir. (laughs) For a man who runs a podcast named after the Big Lebowski, (laughs) I was hoping you would know it. Yes. It is called the International Day of the Dude. Yes. This year was the 20th anniversary of the Big Lebowski. Yes. Yes. The, the, The most quotable, well, it's one of the most quotable movies you can think of. Right. It's the inspiration for the dudes abide. Yes, absolutely. So I, I was saying before we get into details of the Big Lebowski, did we make our dudes of the week this week? The Cohen brothers, maybe Mister Jeff Bridges, the dude yeah. himself, yeah. John Goodman, the cast of the Big Lebowski that made this absolutely. happen. Absolutely, would be our dudes of the week. Yes. So speaking of the dude, I before we did this podcast tonight, I had the Big Lebowski in the DVD player watching it. Really. Yes, I. Uh, it's how strong I feel about this tonight. Oh man, I don't. I, I didn't was, even do that. I haven't. I should have watched it. I know. What the hell? I Twenty know. years. How long did you get? Did you get all the way through it? I am. I am about two thirds of the way through it. I am no. after he talked to the stranger, the cowboy again, Sam Elliott's character, <laughs> where he goes, "You have to cuss so much." Ah, oh, fuck the it, fuck man. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, I will put this out there for you. What is your favorite quote of the movie. Oh, man. Man, there's so many. It's hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard to choose. Oh, my God. Uh, the part where they're in Maude's apartment. With the, the physical act of love? Yes, coitus. Yes. And uh, there, she goes, well, you know, as you see here, there's so-and-so and so-and-so. And then you can just guess what happens after that. Then... He goes. He fixes the, the cable. porno. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the, the guy porno. on the porno is the is the cable guy, and then they're yeah. starting it. Yes. Do you he remember that later? Cable. So later in the movie, when he has another one of his little like acid dreams, uh-huh. when he's at the bowl, like he's bowling, and all the girls are dancing. Yeah. Did you notice what he was wearing? The jumpsuit. Yeah, he's wearing the exact same outfit yeah. of the cable guy yeah. from the porno. Right. It's oh. great. It's, oh, the yeah, movie makes a, absolutely no sense on no, a narrative I, level. It's just all the little things in it. It's what makes it so great. Like little this, they, the tensions to detail they did, right. the dialogue repeating itself so much, and like the all that stuff kind of syncing up. It's so good. I try to tell people what the movie's about, and I tell them like, "Hey, you need to watch this because it's like a classic." And they just look at me weird when I tell them, you know. It, the it has no plot, plot really. Yeah, yeah. well, it kind it, of does. 
but it doesn't but it doesn't yeah it's it because you never revisit that like it's you know they pee on the dude's rug that's the reoccurring plot i guess yeah but then it just spins off out of control to some other so i mean you could say i mean it was the whole the dude was kind of he's mellow you know he don't want to get involved in anything and it is kind of forced upon him so this is him he goes out to try to interact with people to get his get his grievances is fixed you know his yes. rug he wants his rug replaced <laughs> the only thing about he really has tied this rug the tied the room together and so that it, it, all these shenanigans happen just because he wants his rug rug replaced yeah and it's not it really. Most of it's none of his doing. It's actually the big Lebowski's fault. It's some of the scam he's pulling. The, it's the other. It's Lebowski. Walter. Yeah. No, that's the big Lebowski though. <laughs> most people think the big Lebowski is the dude, and it's not the dude. And even in the credits, when you look at it, the guy who plays the other Lebowski is, is called the big Lebowski. Yeah. And then it says Jeff Jan- or Jeff Bridges' character is the dude. <laughs> and he's saying, you know, he says, "I'm not the I'm not Lebowski. I'm the dude, man." Another one of my favorite parts is when. The they are in the car and they throw out the ringer, yes, the fake, yes, the suitcase full of un, uh, Walter's of, underwear, yes, and uh, they keep on trying to call the dude's like portable car phone looking. Yeah, he's carrying around with him the rest yeah. of the movie, and Donnie's like, "Hey, dude, your phone's ringing." <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie is the very beginning. When they come in, and they, they're you know they're taking the dude's head and sticking it in the toilet and stuff. Yes. And he's like, "Where's the money?" And he goes, "The first part of it goes, I don't know. It might be down there. Let me take another look." <laughs> Stick his head back down in the toilet, and he comes up, and he and the guy goes, he pulls out his bowling, he has his bowling ball bag, and he pulls out the bowling ball. And he goes, "What the hell is this?" I see, I can tell you've never been, you're not much of a golfer or something like that. <laughs> so, and the guy goes, they they figure out they got the wrong apartment, yeah. the wrong place, and he's like. This guy, he ain't rich. He's just a loser. Yeah. He goes, at least I'm housebroken. <laughs> that's another really good part. Yes. <laughs> After this like, dude just peed on his rug. Yeah. He's, isn't this guy supposed to be a millionaire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy's a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm housebroken. <laughs> well, then, right after that. If, I don't know if you know because the, the guy wasn't really Chinese. He kind of looks a little Oriental, but he's not really Chinese. Oh, yeah. But, he, they, but they the call, dude keeps they call him the Chinaman. Yeah, they call him the Chinaman. <laughs> he keeps talking to Walter and to Donnie at the yeah. bowling alley, <laughs> and he he's going on Chinaman. Chinaman. Walter's just you know freaking out like he does throughout the movie. But he does this. John Williams does this a couple of times throughout the movie where he's freaking out, freaking out, and then he like this Calms is down. over the line. This is the t- hey. By the way, they don't like being called Chinaman. This guy Robert term is Asian American. <laughs> nomenclature is yeah. Asian American. <laughs> and it's out of nowhere between his rants and screaming and pulling up guns it goes real calm and says, it's just so stupid it's funny like they're out of context in yeah the situation. like you're being an asshole here yeah. <laughs> this is the guy who pulls the gun out in the bowling alley don't over say him. chinaman yes they don't like that oh, i need to watch the chinaman's not the chinaman's not the issue here <laughs> oh it's so damn good we have and we didn't talk about that this week. That was the twentieth. I can't believe that it didn't even get brought up. I knew it. I saw it uh. somewhere, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't even get brought up in our conversation for some reason. So, so I forgot about it as well. So I have to be perfectly honest. I yeah. went and filled out the the uh, Dudist priest information on the Dudist website. So yes. now I am a. I mean, all, all, all a minute work become a Dudist priest. 
<laughs> it would be, would be fitting of the dude. Yes. I'm now I'm do a, that too soon. Yes. I am an official dudist priest. And I've seen it. The eight, test? No. No, I yeah. just filled out. I just put my name on there. <laughs> like I said, this is fitting of the dude. The dude ain't going to try. No. Did you have to like That's pay the whole a point. fee? No. No? No, I saw on my computer. I just printed it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hang it up on my wall. Or maybe take it to work and hang it at my desk. So yes. all, the, all the folks at know, work know that I am available for weddings, bar mitzvahs. Um, yeah, I am a, a, a priest gig. now. I, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, for funerals, you know, I can, I could be that. Uh, what is that, a eulogy? Oh, yeah. I could, is that I could what really, that's called? He was a good man, man. <laughs> I saw um, something today where it said you should have your eulogy planned out. Yeah, what the hell was, do I care? I ain't gonna be yeah. here. There <laughs> <laughs> was something that said you should have your eulogy, like, and you know, add to it as you go. It's like, goddamn, I don't want to fucking add or like start it. Yeah, like, that's that's brutal. It's kind of morbid. Yeah, fuck. I don't want to write my own eulogy. I did see. I was watching online. I was looking at some dude stuff online the other day. Just kind of bored, and I mm-hmm. I ran across you know the dude Lama who kind of runs that website and yeah. And uh, he was doing a wedding, and it was hysterical. The wedding was just retarded. Everyone's standing there with, like, uh, white Russians in their hands. <laughs> the bride and groom, the, groom sh- the groom's got uh, board shorts on and nothing else. They're on the beach, yeah. and the, the bride comes down. She's in a bikini with, like, a, a veil on, <laughs> and the dude mama does it. And it's like, do you uh, be a mean mellow and take this dude as a and dudely matrimony or something oh, like that? Shit. You know, it's, it's real short, and then you get to the end of it, and he goes... Now you may engage in the physical act of lovemaking. <laughs> Instead of you may kiss the bride. That's great. You may That's awesome. act in the yeah, physical of act of coitus. Oh, mod. Well, was your weekend all right? Uh, it was all right. I went and saw my team, Louisville City, go play here in Evansville, of all places. Yep. I didn't have to travel very far. I traveled 15 minutes from my house to watch my favorite soccer team, the only sports team I even follow anymore. Right. You're not a sports fan at all. and I've, No, not really. I'm pretty much outside of Louisville City and some boxing. I've pretty much uh, don't give a shit about it anymore. I'm almost on the bandwagon of hockey. Yeah, you kind of I like hockey, but no, I haven't really there. watched that much. Yeah. I think you'd like soccer then. Soccer yeah. is like hockey. You just play with feet. Yeah. It's pretty, and it's quick. It's quick like hockey. Now, it's actually faster pace than even hockey. I mean, in terms of time, the game's over and all that. Did they have severe lineup changes since their win last year? No, no. They've yeah. pretty much held most of their team together. They've only added, they've lost five people and they've added five. Yeah. So, but they kept, actually, they initially had 16, but one of them actually moved up to MLS. Actually, they transferred him to a team that's in MLS. So they're actually pretty good. They're actually that's kind of what sucks is their second division. Their players get noticed, and they other teams come in and want to buy them out. Yeah, but it's pretty it's pretty fun. But like the rest of the sports, I could care less about anymore. <laughs> well, I uh, wrestled an event Saturday, yes. and so I lost. Man, you're on a losing streak right now. I am. I am. And, like, the worst thing that happened, like, I was, I, I got hit with a DDT, and I went out, 
and I was on the outside and the guy that's with me was he was arguing and he got pulled off by the other the my opponent's guy and he got off and then I gave him a boot to the head yes and I was celebrating and then I got push pushed like I'm surprised the ref didn't call it cuz the ref he pushed me into the ring post the ref did or the guy no, you're wrestling? The, the, the opponent he that's cheating me into the ring post and I was on the outside, and then he proceeds to do a cannonball on me and my dude. Oh, my God. That's blatant cheating. Does the Federation yes. know about this? Uh, I would I be know. filing a formal complaint tomorrow. But he jumped on me and did like a flip, and I came down. I hit the concrete, which that wasn't the problem. The problem was, pretty sure his back smashed my dick into <laughs> the concrete. <laughs> that was the worst part about the whole thing. Like, yeah, it hurt hitting the concrete, but it smashed my dick into the concrete. So do, can you give us the, I don't I mean, I don't I don't want you to break KFAB here or nothing, mm-hmm. but uh, do some, most wrestlers I know wear kind of like a jock, but do they, some of them wear a cup or some kind of no cup like that to try to Not prevent any. from the dicks going into the concrete? I don't, I don't know anybody that does. You might try to keep it, the boys tightened down, but not have it protected yeah, with a piece of plastic. More, it's a very, it's very physical, and I don't think it'd stay in place. I think it would do more harm than good. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, it, it may it may have helped, but it'd be uncomfortable too. But oh man, it was terrible. That's the only thing I thought about. Like, then he came. We went in, and I tried to hit him with my finish, and he countered me out of it and hit his and my dick was still hurting oh man yeah it's good today but there for a while i was just like did you test it out to make sure it works uh i peed a lot oh that's about it yeah i mean you can't have a a dick injury you already broke your arm recently but i know penis injury would be even worse oh man it was oh that's the only thing i was like my dick (laughs) Ah, it fucking hurt but other than that it was it was good it was our first time in uh massville kentucky it uh it was good house everybody was you know they they brought it it was a good show i couldn't complain there there in the National Growing Armory in Nash or uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Giving him a cheap pop there. Oh yeah. But uh anyhow we can get into some other things like uh a little bit of news and wait, wait a minute here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I've whoa. thrown you off here. We forgot our over the line, sir. Oh shit. I know. Uh, I've you thrown have, you for a loop. You have thrown me off. I have thrown you off your game. I think it's okay. between that or the dick injury, you are yeah. off your game tonight. Right. That is the, uh, some say that is the head that most men think with. Yes. But uh, yeah, let's uh, get into some uh, over the lines here. I apologize. You go ahead. I, I had, last week I had trouble finding something to complain about mm-hmm. well this week it 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 was thrust upon me against my will today mm-hmm. and what i'm talking about is daylight savings time no oh. i fucking hate daylight savings time yes. i don't know how you feel about it 
Yeah, it took me by surprise, too. I forgot about yeah. it. Yes, I lost a damn hour today. Yeah. Depends what it clock just, you look at, though. Yeah, but you're still behind. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's such a, why the hell do we do this? This is so right. stupid. Set the clock, uh, set the time to maximize it. Because we, we do this time for, what, nine months, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Nah, a little bit more. It's not quite nine months. Uh, Four months, probably. Four, four and a half. But majority of the year, we use this time. Just set the damn clocks to this and just quit messing with them. Mm-hmm. It drives me damn, it drives me nuts. I'd rather it be this way so you got a little bit more daylight. Yeah, and I but and people don't give a shit about the daylight during the winter. No, it's all nasty and gray most of the time. And set it for like right now and just leave it alone. Yes. So growing I up, agree. when I when I was twenty years old, I when I grew up in Vincennes, we never changed our time there. Yeah. I moved to Arizona to go to school. They don't change their time. Really? So when I was twenty years old that year, I lived in all four time zones and never <laughs> once changed my time. Really. Yes. It's an amazing little little quirk here. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. I had never changed my time on my clock until probably <laughs> 10 years ago or whatever it was when yeah. all of Indiana finally started doing it. <sighs> I've it's, always it's, been in this uh, time zone era. Yes. Really? Well, the, the little southwest part of Indiana, and I think it's the northwest part of Indiana, up by Chicago, mm-hmm. they always changed their time. They kind of observed it, or they kind of went, they stayed with central time, actually, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the state went from central to east all the time. Yeah. And it was awful. And I, you know what always pissed me off the most growing up? Hmm. Is the, the shows, the TV. Yeah. Because then, like, the TV shows would be out later during the winter. And I didn't give a crap about some of them, but, like, wrestling. I didn't get yes. to watch all of, of Monday night. It was actually, uh, what was it, prime time yeah. before Raw when I was a kid. I didn't get to watch it all because I had to go to bed during the winter at yes. halfway point. That's bullcrap. It I drove remember, me nuts. I remember like convincing my mom when I would watch Nitro every Monday yeah. and, th- and Thursday Night Thunder. Like yeah. I would have to convince her, like, hey, I have to see the end of this. Like... You know, because they'd get over it like 10 yeah. or something it, like that. Yeah, the, when that show was on, I was in elementary school and began to junior high. And I yeah. think, I can't remember what time it got done. It got done at 9 or 10. At the time, I I think it got done at 9. Yeah. Or, and I, I think it, and I could have watched it all during the, during the summer. Yeah. During the winter, it, it went from 8 to 10. And I had to leave at middle point. Yeah. That just drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Then later, I, I got my my bedtimes pushed back as I got older, and then it didn't matter. But yeah, hated it. I hated yeah. a time change. And I remember, I know, like my mother and like her sisters or whatever would we would try to they would try to schedule things and whatnot. And uh, it was we could not because me and my cousin we had to watch Nitro. Yeah, like, we you had to have your priorities. Was, yes, Nitro and Thunder every week. We could not miss that shit. But yeah, I'm not a big fan. Like we were trying, me and my wife were trying to figure out like, you know, what time we were going to put the kids down and stuff like that because of the time, and you know, you put them down at the new time and you got a chance of, you know, they could wake up and. This, with this idea 
was started obviously way before electric lights but it wasn't really even implemented till the beginning it was implemented around the first world war but we, so we had some you know electric lights obviously and you have mm. probably still some gas lights but you're starting to get into this era of 24-hour ability to be at you know light all the time maybe not yeah. natural light but you had artificial light so you kind of getting into this time where you didn't really have to have the daylight savings Right, but you still—I mean, I think they kind of implemented it more for the farmers too. Throughout the summer, you have more yeah. light during the day to do this. But now you don't really want. When they implemented this, people were still using horses and plows and mules. Yeah. Now they have computer-guided tractors and combines and stuff. Oh yeah, they don't have. So I mean, it's not necessary. Shit. It's get rid of this. It's stupid. Yeah. I think we're one of three countries that do this too. Oh, Naturally. Yeah, us, Canada, and Australia, I believe. Most of the other countries don't do this shit. It's, it's yeah. something that everyone else has given up on, but us, it's pretty much natural, it appears. Yeah. We'll stick to with stupid stuff to the bitter end. It's kind of like the English standard system on measurements. Oh, man. You gotta, you gotta do algebraic yeah. equations to try to figure out what wrench you're gonna use on your car if it's <laughs> if it's standard, <laughs> but we can't go to metric. Oh, yeah. Well, I just usually find whatever fits the best. Yeah. yeah. Use that. You just jam whatever's on there. Yeah. That's why most people get vice grips. They just put the vice grips and clamp it on there and yes. turn it that way. Screw them box wrenches. Yep. Or the, or the anything like that. Or the channel locks. The yes. Kentucky pliers, as people call them. Yeah, channel locks. But no, if you don't get it quite right, then it rounds the nut off. Oh, I'm sorry. I was... Ref- I... I got that wrong. That's the adjustable wrench, like a crescent. Oh, that's what people call the Kentucky wrench because it fits everything. Well, that's actually a little bit, a little bit better grip than the channel locks. Channel locks yeah. slip on you some or yeah, pliers. You try to put some pliers on there. Yeah, chews it up, rounds it off, then you can't get anything on it outside of the vice grips. Anyway, Ooh, what you got this week? Mine is. Um, so we went out today, and uh, which my wife did a big shopping trip and whatnot Friday. Forgot a couple things, and you know, uh, when I was on the way home last night, I got pulled over for having a headlight out. And so I had to get. So why aren't you maintaining your proper car maintenance here, sir? Honestly, I couldn't see it. You know, sometimes oh. you just can't tell. Yes. Like, I, I honestly couldn't tell. I was just cruising along, and meow, he's like, hey, you got a headlight out. I was like, oh, wasn't aware. So uh, I went and bought one of those. And actually, I almost have two over the lines this week. Well, one is I went to the Auto Zoo, Auto Zone, and they had the bulbs. But guess how much one of those bulbs were? Uh, are they the halogens? Well, the just the you know basic headlight, uh, dual, high low. I'm gonna say eighty to ninety bucks. No, not not so. Not much. that much. I've Maybe. heard some complain about this before, and it was in that range. Yeah. The, well, if you wanted a pair of some good ones, it was eighty dollars. But this one bulb was like thirty six dollars. Holy shit! Yes. For I can one go to the dollar. Walmart and buy a package of bulbs for like a dollar fifty. I went to Walmart to see if they had some headlights, and they didn't have the kind that I have. Oh, of course. Yes, we were at the Walmart first, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna pick up a headlight." Nope. For some reason, this Chrysler I have not not so good. It doesn't 
doesn't have goodly uh oh wait here's the other are you gonna make it tonight sir i i think so just a little Good a little tired Lord. a little gassed had a that shock to the dick last night really took it out of oh, you oh yeah dude i was i'm pretty sure i took a nap after that too <laughs> get but, you a uh, bag of peas and put on that wiener bud yeah. No, it feels good. It feels all right today. It's no. not like it's not bad or nothing. I'm lucky. Didn't permanently like bruise it real bad or anything. Oh, I thought I was. I thought I was gonna look down and just see it was just turn purple. It was fucking brutal. Well, if it swelled up real big, you might try to take advantage of that opportunity <laughs> with the with the misses. Right. Rightfully so. Yes, yeah. she'd probably say no. Get that purple thing away from me. <laughs> But uh yeah, so yeah, fuck that headlight being thirty something dollars. That fucking sucked. But and while we were in Evansville, um you would never believe what else happened. Aliens came and abducted you. No. No oh. anal probe. Oh, damn. What what happened? What happened? So it started snowing. Yes, I did notice that today. Yeah, and I went and let the dogs out a minute ago, and it's still snowing. It is March. It'll, it's liable to snow tonight, and like two days from now, be about 70 degrees. Yeah. It has a hard time making up its mind what it wants to do during March in Indiana. Oh, fuck. I was like, man, are you fucking serious? And I was like, hey, it ain't going to stick. And I looked out there, and it started sticking. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yes, they have put it to kids on a two-hour delay tomorrow. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I was like, shit. And some people were saying it was really bad out tonight. Like, get all the roads and shit. Which I didn't have so, to get out at all. Thank God. So, so I we haven't got back around to your, your traffic stop with the cop. What kind of uh, things do you have to proposition the officer to get out of this ticket? I, nothing. I, I, told I mean, him. is there a way I can get uh, fix this problem, <laughs> officer? <laughs> well, he's pretty cool. He's just like, hey, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, why are you in this spot at this time? Like, it's weird. I'm running well, drugs for the cartel, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm headed back from a wrestling show and heading home. I was like, you can check my gear bag. There's a bunch of stuff that proves that. I wrestle. <laughs> if you want to look at it, he goes, "No, no, I'm good." So really, you know, if I really was, I'd got away with it. Yep. Oh man, but no cart, no cartel, not a part of that. But yeah, I was very lucky. He's like, "Hey, just go home and make sure you fix that headlight." It's like, "Will do." Will do, sir. But yeah, over the line on Walmart for having such highly priced bulbs. And fuck you, Frosty the Snowman, for coming back to town. Yeah. We don't Stay want gone. you. I'm tired of winter. Yes, we don't want you back here. It's fucking terrible. I've been in a sweatshirt and fucking like sweatpants all day. And like had a like a blanket around me too. Have you been this bad today? No. No, I'm not. Yes. I am I'm pretty much the standard gym shorts and t shirt, no socks year round. Oh man. 
I walk outside in this weather, like out in the winter, like that a lot of times. I do like the little the patter patter of my feet trying to keep them from touching the concrete. I take the dogs out, but I do, I'm too stupid to go put regular uh, shoes on to go outside. And take That's the dog why out. you need a pair of Crocs, sir. Nah, nah. I'm I am I am more of a bumpkin than you are. I go barefoot everywhere. Yeah, dude. If you put one pair of Crocs on, you'd be changed. Oh. That's that. Nah, I don't need that shoe. That shoes are government propaganda, <laughs> trying to keep my feet in slavery. <laughs> oh, anybody out there? I suggest Crocs to you. I thought I was. I was like, I don't want to be that guy that walks into the gas station with Crocs on. But you know what? All those guys that have their Crocs on, they have the right idea, cause it's awesome. You're going to be like, that guy that wears sandals with socks when you're older, aren't you? Oh, I did that years ago. <laughs> I had these one uh, sandals, and uh, they look like Jerusalem cruisers, like straight from fucking BC era, like, or Christ era, if you believe in that. But like, yeah, they look like Jesus sandals. They were my Jesus flops. Don't know what happened to him, but I wore long socks with those. Are you a socks and sandals kind of guy? Well, no. I don't even wear socks half the time. Yeah? Yeah. Even at work in the summer? No, I do I do at work. Yeah. I don't, because of the, how much we move around, and obviously wearing steel-toe shoes, that would tear up your feet. Yes. But most of the time, if I'm like just going to pick up my daughter from school or doing something around there... I probably don't have socks on, even in yeah. the dead of winter. I'll get up, put my shoes on, and just go out and pick my daughter up from school. Very dude-like. Yes, that is very dude-like. If uh, you like graced your presence with a pair of Crocs, you'd be wearing those Crocs in the school. No, nah, I no guarantee way. it. No way. I am. I'm still wearing the shoes. I like the the old Adidas. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint on another. A genius in history who never wore socks or very rarely wore socks would have been Albert Einstein. So, I mean, mm. good company there. Einstein never saw the point of socks either. Yeah. I like which, oh, by the way, I, I have been having an issue here lately. My wife could testify to this. You know, okay, so you're standard male, right? Yes. What is your guidelines on throwing out underwear? Basically, when I see they pull a hole in them, yes, I look down and I can see the floor. It's time for them to go. Yes, I should have taken pictures. Were they were they your church going undies? Oh man, they extra were, holy. I mean, the whole crotch area near the ass was blown out. Could you take in a dump and not taking your your undies off? Yes. Oh my god! Absolutely. Gosh. Yeah, that's too far. I retired like three or four pair. Because it was bad. Like, you know, like that, I wear briefs. Yes. And which I think most dudes do nowadays. Uh, you know that, like, webbing, like, not the webbing, but, like, the piece of fabric that, like, you know, like, goes down the seams and stuff to your legs and stuff? Yes. Like, you're talking the about this, the seam where they sewed them together. Yeah. Like, all, like a couple pair only had seams and all the fabric in the middle was gone. <laughs> That's pathetic, sir. Mm-hmm. So, I trashed them, and my wife bought me a new pack, and they are awesome. So, hats off to uh, Mrs. Johnson, because 
I needed it bad. Do you ever just like keep your old underwear and use them as a rag? That would be disgusting, sir. <laughs> you tell me you don't do that. No, I don't. No, I don't. Skid mark in the middle of your your pledge dusting rag. Yes. Walk over your house. You're you're dusting the entertainment stand with your shit stained shit underwear. Rag. <laughs> yes. I think I'll be leaving now. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, now. Yes, now. Now is the time, man. I can't believe I forgot the format. Shit. That's bad. Well, let's get and do some uh, news and headlines, shall we? Oh, that was a strike, too, by the way. So, the first one we got is a woman after your own heart. Hmm. It says here, a woman tries to trick authorities with a prescription for medical meth. Oh, no. (laughs) Everyone's heard of medical marijuana. But one of Al- one Albuquerque woman claims she had a prescription for medical meth. Oh. Authorities didn't buy it. <laughs> Ginger Sharp was arrested for a probation violation after her parole officer said she tested positive for the drug. However, according to court documents, Sharp said she was prescribed the meth by a doctor in Farmington and even had a prescription bottle with a label for meth tablets. That bottle, it turns out, was an elaborate fake. Sharp has been charged with forgery and identity theft. <laughs> I've got my meth card. I got my meth card. It's it's good. Yeah. So I mean, so we're here in Indiana. I don't know if you just heard this. They just they passed the Senate passed a bill for was it CBD oil? It's mm-hmm. basically cannabis oil. Mm-hmm. They have to do some other things but there looks like they're going to pass it here in indiana which has been they, legal everywhere have. yeah I, well i think they pass they have to do a conference conference like uh compromise bill like yeah. the conference committees which but it's basically think... been passed by both parts of the of the senate here or the, the uh state house here in indiana the which, like THC I said, level in that though was like it's microscopic yeah it's microscopic very much in there but you know, everyone, a lot of other states have done this, which is normal because Indiana's yeah. the last to do anything, which we've discussed you can get before. It in this one shop in Kentucky, they sell it. Yeah, Kentucky's had it for a little bit. I think Illinois had it for a little while. Yeah, like I said, Indiana is going to be the last on everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we might beat out Alabama. Probably not. Probably be the fiftieth state to do about anything. Yes. Uh, which but anyway I exercise the right to uh, buy beer on Sunday today. Yes. That is good. We discussed that last week, where we've mm-hmm. we've stepped out of the 1930s and you know, allow allow Sunday sales in Indiana. Yes, but I, we I doubt we'll have medical marijuana anytime soon here. But I I'm pretty sure medical meth will never happen. Yeah, no, you're you. Know, I'll see. We we will all see medical marijuana of some sorts, or just for recreational use in Indiana. But we will never see the legal meth pill. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what her uh, her ailment was. You know, marijuana is good. While they say glaucoma for cancer patients deal with pain, pain, yeah, pain. Anxiety is good for uh, supposedly anxiety and all these other uses for marijuana. But what would be the uh, the benefits, the health benefits of medical meth? Um, being able to stay awake and do whatever task at hand. I, I think they call them energy drinks. Well, they might not work as good as. 
The medical myth. The medical myth. I mean, it, we know quite a few people who really down the uh, energy drinks. Yes. And it kind of makes a few of them loopy. Could yes. you imagine some of these guys taking the medical meth to power themselves through the day? That's uh, that's pretty brutal there. Yes. It would be pretty, it'd be comical, but it'd be a little bit crazy. Yes. Like, I don't even, like, if anybody thinks that'll ever happen, I think they're terribly mistaken because I don't think that's ever going to happen here. We have another story here from the, the fine state of Utah. Utah State Bar sends every local lawyer a email with a topless woman. Oh. I wish I had my law degree. Yeah. Lawyers across Utah opened their email boxes on Monday afternoon to be greeted by an image of a topless woman. The email, shared with Fox 13 by several lawyers, was advertising the Utah State Bar's annual spring convention in St. George when an image of a woman's breast was somehow attached. (laughs) Utah State Bar, which certifies all attorneys in Utah, was mortified and quickly sent out an apology to everyone on the email list. We were horrified, John Baldwin, executive director of the bar, said in the email. We were investigating to discover how this occurred. Well, I can tell you how that occurred. The guy who was writing the email that had to, on his other tab of his browser, had some nudie pics up, yes. looking at there, probably getting a quick jerk in at work, and yep. kind of crossed the wires there. And that's how we got a topless babe on the, the email list. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Our goal is to find out what happened and ensure that it never happens again. <laughs> That would brighten your day, right? Yeah. If you were getting like some humdrum bullcrap thing, you open it up and there's some babe with some gigantic hooters, you'd be like, yeah, you know, the day's going to be going pretty good if this is how I'm starting it out. That's a, that's a morale booster right there. Yeah, right there. I think I would I would do pretty good mood. Next time I know that you're down, I'll send you a picture of my breast and we'll see how that works. I said a babe, not a dude. <laughs> I see your furry boobs. They are. <laughs> they, they are furry. I I just go with the fur look. Yes, you you have not adopted what the other wrestlers do and shave the chest. You are going with the all natural look. Yes, but my thighs and stuff I do shave, but the rest you know, just let it go. I mean, trim back a little. I don't want to be a caveman. You don't want to be George the Animal Steel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that Either was. He was wearing fun. a sweater. Yes, that, I don't. I don't see how he ever did anything because I'd be sweating my ass off if I was that hairy. Oh, but anyway. So, so speaking of Sunday sales, mm-hmm. I got a story for you here. Yes. It says there's finally a beer made specifically for drinking in the shower. Hmm. Have you ever been in the shower and wondered or felt like you really needed a brew? Not I, I. See, the people that have that mindset don't have children. Because it that were like a abnormally large animal that likes to barge into the bathroom. He can open the bathroom door by just by, like putting his weight on it. Sheer force of will. Yes, and he'll just stand in there, and then you're showering with the door open the whole time. It's fantastic. But. Being, I won't counter your argument here with you being a father and not having a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I think you would want to multitask by 
getting your buzz on while taking your shower. Yeah, I, I, I could almost see that argument. Yes. This says, the 10% of ABV shower beer from the Swedish Craft Brewery. That's a 10%? No, the 10%. I, you have it, let me finish here. Okay. The 10% okay. of ABV shower beer from the Swedish Craft Brewery, Pang Pang, hmm. and the creative agency Schnack. Schnack? I don't know. It's, hmm. They got some yeah. weird names here. Yeah. Can also be used as a conditioner. Yes, dreams do come true. Huh. There's nothing quite like hopping in the shower at the end of a long week and crack, cracking an open beer to simultaneously pregame and freshen up before a night out. Hmm. Whether, whether because you're amped to start getting your weekend drinking on or just a big fan of multitasking, <laughs> shower beers really hit the spot. Huh. But, once, but if you're ever found... Powering down a full 12 ounces of beer during a six-minute shower, rather tough, this, a Swedish brewery has the answer. A double-strength mini beer designed specifically for consuming in the shower. Hmm. The aptly named Shower Beer comes to us from the Swedish craft brewery Pang Pang. <laughs> and it's a sweet but strong pale ale in the 18 CL... 16, six ounce small bottle meant to gulp in three sips while standing in the shower getting ready for the night. Hmm. We have always loved the concept of drinking beer in the shower, so the idea to create a beer that would be drunk but while showering was a must. Yeah. Says creative director Frederick Ost. But we also wanted to create a beer that would kickstart your night, hence a strong but sweet beer. That would be sipped in three or four sips while getting ready to the tune of Dressed for Success. <laughs> so, <laughs> ten, that'd be a 10% alcohol. 10% yes, alcohol. So. volume. So, I guess I'm assuming it's 10% alcohol yes, content in six ounces or it's uh, 18 CL. I'm assuming that's uh, milliliters. I don't know why it's CL. So this, no, it'd be uh, more milliliters. It'd be more 18 millimeter, milliliters. I don't know. So. I don't know what the CL is. So this uh, Miller High Life that I have right now, yes, is four point six. Four point six ounces. No, or four. four point, oh wait, four point six alcohol content. Yeah, ABVs, and you know it's 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 not that bad. It's not going to kick you in the dick. Yeah, uh, or but, drop you on the concrete floor yeah. in your dick. But uh, it's a ten percenter. I mean that's that's heavy. I mean this is priming the pump big yeah, time. You are. If you get two and if you get two of those in the shower, you are gonna be uh, your that's six kickstart. Do you think it, you, are you a long shower taker or a short shower taker, or does it depend on the time? Primarily short because with everything I do, I I'm usually on on, on time person, but there is the occasion that I'm not. But so you would appreciate the six ounce brew. Yes. But I don't know. So yeah. I'm saying, if you were a long one, you might be able to power down two of these while you're in there, yeah. and that's equivalent to one can, and that's a, that's quite a good kickstart to your buzz taking. Yeah, like so. I guess before you get in the shower, do you have to go to the fridge and get these beers and put them in the fridge? Or I would assume so. I mean, you, well, I mean, in Europe, I think they aren't they notorious for drinking their beer warm. Yeah, I I, oh, I think I like this. over here in North America, we're kind of the oddballs that like to drink our beer cold. Right. Well, I don't personally, but you, the 
speaking yeah. for Americans and Canadians in general. Yeah, this uh, Miller High Life is cold at the moment, so I will. I do not drink hot. Sounds disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's hot beer is never that satisfying. But I've never. There's a plenty of people that have told me, "Oh, shower beer is awesome," and all this shit drinking in the shower. I've never knew that shower beer was a thing. Really, you have enlightened me on something new tonight. Yep. Yep. A lot. There's a lot of people that do that shit. I am not one of them because I don't want to have to take the bottle and throw it away. <laughs> Very dude-like. And I, I just don't see the... I, I can well, normally you, you piss in the bottle after you're done, but yes. there's no need in the shower. Right. You already got the open um, drain there. Only when we're recording. That's about Yes. <laughs> yes. We've noticed. <laughs> well, so, Timmy wanna... Johnson, when you're out on a walk, have you ever found something odd? What's that? Like anything odd. I mean, have you found... Uh, Oh man! Discarded uh, babies, maybe a raccoon stealing uh, hubcaps, or anything kind of odd. It's you can't maybe explain. a condom. That's about it. Well, you don't have nothing on our gentleman here from Russia. It says here a man found fifty-four human hands in the <laughs> snow in Russia. The Russians naturally say it's just probably trash. <laughs> It was a grisly discovery on an ice-covered island. A bag of 54 severed, frozen human hands. Oh, God. The Siberian Times reported a man found a single hand sticking out of the snow, then an entire bag of them on an island in the icy Amur River, about 19 miles from the Chinese border. Locals took several photographs of the find. One shows the hands jumbled together, another shows them lined up neatly in the thick snow. Wonder if they were all rights or lefts, Ooh, or both. Point. So <laughs> I, I've read stuff before. You know, they have uh, in this day and age of computers and like a uh, fingerprint uh, fingerprint security. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were looking to get into like a, it's like a bank heist or something like from some right. movie, and they're chopping hands to try to <laughs> activate a bank vault to get the loot. Yeah, so they just like take one hand if it doesn't work, throw it yeah. over their shoulder. Yeah, they throw it in the bag. Yeah. A local media outlet reported bandages were also found near the hands, and those hands have been have fingerprints, which will be used to try to identify the bodies. Yeah. The discovery discovery prompted a flurry of speculation about where the hands might come from. Gizmodo reported that local residents thought they might either have been cut off as a brutal punishment for theft or might have been lopped off of cadavers cadavers used by medical students. Oh, shit. So they had the picture here. They, ha- I bet this sucker, they got one, two, three, four, five, six rows of human hands here. <laughs> they're pretty gnarlyed up, so I can't tell if they're uh-huh. all, all one hand or another. <laughs> Looks like some of them are sets. Looks like we have both right and left from the same person. <laughs> hey, Scott. Yes? Did you somehow throw the bag of hands in the bed of the truck? Uh, uh, no. No, did you get them? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, we left them on the island. We left the bag of hands on the island. <laughs> but Russian authorities said they do not believe the hands are a result of a crime. In, in a translated post to the messaging app Telegram, the investigative community, co- committee of the Russian Federation said the hands, no, not criminal in origin, 
but were instead improperly disposed of by a lo- a nearby forensic medical facility mm. in the town of Kabarusk. Kabor- How do you I'm calling place a bag of hands? So why would the the medical facility, a, a forensic medical facility in this town, have a bag of hands? I'm calling bullshit on this. Yeah, I I just don't see why that you get a bag of them, like maybe one or two, but not a whole bag. That's that's excessive, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, we got like a serial hand lopper offer and going through <laughs> Russia here, or what's the deal? What was that movie, Woody Harrelson, uh, Kingpin? Did you like that? Yes, where the, the mobsters cut off, or they stick his hand in the ball return. And then he has the rubber hand. Uh, well, he's got a hook every now and then, I think, don't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, he tries the rubber hand, and it goes down the lane with the bowling ball at one point. <laughs> so the Russian the Russian government's argument has some credence. Russia Today reported as morgue workers generally cut off the hands of unidentified corpses to send them off for analysis before disposal, though they're supposed to be cremated or buried. That's a shitty job. So, hey, cut his hands off. So, one, we live in the 21st century. I mean, apparently not in Russia, but normally you would just, like, scan the fingerprints into a computer, right? Yeah. But but I even remember in the olden days of the 1980s, they had this thing called, like, paper, and they had a little ink pad, <laughs> and then you could do your fingerprints, and you could put them on the pa- piece of paper. Right. And then do that that way. You didn't have to hack off a hand to send it <laughs> off to the lab. We need Who the hell is that? Work. Hey, we're out of we're out of that paper, boss. I nah, just cut his hand off and put it in the mail. <laughs> we gotta get home and drink some shower brews. Yes. Though they're brutal. My, yeah, they're hardcore in, in Russia. Shit. Fucking bag of hands. Like. So, our final story it, it might resonate with you. I mean, I know you're always in search of a good religious experience. Mm-hmm. It says here inside the Mo- Montreal Temple. That worships the dick. <laughs> According to the Montreal-based Temple of Proprius, God is a phallocentric. I guess it loves the phallus. Oh, good writing there. Yes. It might not be entirely shocking that a gay man would learn to l- learn would learn of his love of dick while on a trip to Sa- San Francisco. Whoa. <laughs> The city is, after all, a famous queer enclave. Hmm. But when Francis Cassidy visited the city in 1979, the young gay Montrealer discovered a group of gay men who not only appreciated penises, they actually gathered regularly to worship them. In the 1970s, he placed an ad in The Advocate in search of other men who craved cock. Jesus. I think they missed the mark on what he was asking oh for there. God. Uh, is that like a um, he wasn't looking for, yeah, he wasn't looking for a, for a new religion. Yeah, He was looking for an experience, but it wasn't a religious experience. Jeez. When Cassidy then started his career as a social worker, first encountered the Temple Proprius, Propipus, how he misspelling this? He learned pronouncing it. He learned that they were not just all about dicks. They were doing important community outreach, oh, like no. helping homeless gay youth. He told Vice, they were very effective in that. <laughs> I bet they were helping the homeless gay youth. Oh my god! 
But the San Francisco chapter didn't last, and Cassidy was inspired to start the Montreal chapter. Since initiating the temple and giving it a home in his basement, Cassidy has traveled to other cities to march in gay pride parades and has helped others establish their own chapters. He is now the high priest of the International Temple, which has hundreds of members worldwide. Now 72 and retired, Cassidy says that the philosophy of the temple is really very basic, stressing a connection between sexuality and spirituality. Having been brought up in a strict Catholic household in Quebec, he says he hasn't always been sure how to connect with others who felt the same way as he did. The friendship he has made in the temple have brought him a great sense of meaning and connection. The temple borrows from many different faiths. We tracked most of our, much of our phallus worship back to the traditions in India. Most of our members here are former Catholics, so that makes, makes far different reference points. The group's namesake, Propriopus himself, is a Greek god of fertility, son of Dionysus. Oh Jesus Christ! Dionysus and Aphrodite, who personified male procreation power according to the temple's website. From from the 2018 perspective, and in light of the Me Too movement, worshipping dicks might seem somewhat antiquated, not to mention a bit, you know, phallocentric and exclusionary. We are about phallus worship, but there are other faiths. Faiths would would include worship of women, and I have no problem with that. We have been heteros... We, there have been heterosexual married couples who join certain chapters of Propriopus, but it's rare. So are you interested in becoming a dick worshiper? Um, not anytime soon, I don't think. I, I, I do like my own. Do you, do you say you worship your own penis? Uh, I don't have a shrine built for it or anything. Maybe just the toilet with some good lighting. I, I'm not. I, I, we're gonna be try to be a little PC here as best we can. I am not surprised that the majority of the members are gay men mm-hmm. <laughs> worshiping the penis. I I don't really know it because I don't know if you look at the picture here. They have a shrine in the middle of this room, like a normal altar you would see in any kind of like Buddhist uh, sangha or of the like, and it has a giant phallus statue in the middle of it. A oh giant god. golden cock. Oh, oh my god. I mean, I thought Scientology was kooky, but good lord. I need to watch that with that will come, like, oh my gosh. That's... Our god will come to raise us <laughs> above the stresses of life. Like, is that... You're speechless right I'm now. I'm speechless. I, I don't know what to say. Instead, you know, I'm sure they have. I wonder what their ratio between men and women are. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it is pretty much all, probably 95 to 98% gay men. Well, I'm kind of gathering from this <laughs> still. So it's a little bit, uh, probably a little bit safer to go to this dude's basement. I don't know. Sometimes it's not safe to go to some of these dude's basements. But anyway... And then going to the uh, local 
bathroom at the truck stop or the uh, local oh, pornography theater. <laughs> oh my god, I I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, with that note, we've already, <laughs> we've already done the. Uh, Dude of the week. Dudes. Yeah, well, yeah, though pretty much the whole cast. The cast of Cohen Brothers for writing and directing The Big Lebowski. So uh really, we can uh pretty much get into the outro. Yeah, I have gotta go to the website of the tipple of the penis real quick. <laughs> Wonder what their initiations are. I'm curious. I think they have you blindfolded and naked or something. It's, yeah, t- it's typical yeah. initiation. Yeah. I'm frightened by the temple of the penis. That's a... In some cases, it could be a big shrine. Yes. <laughs> Other I cases... Imagine, it's, I imagine most of the cases at this facility, it's probably a small shrine. Yeah, it's not a very big shrine to the penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Thank you, Anderson, for joining us again. <laughs> Adios, amigos. I'm going to go try to find one of these shrines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, try to keep your shrine off the concrete this yes, week. Yes, no more of that, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again. We appreciate you. Tune in next week for another edition of uh, The Dude to Bide. Thank you.